NFL is a constant news cycle. You have new player injuries each week, performances in training camp and the preseason, and now trade requests. All of this means that you have to be constantly updating your perspectives for fantasy on these players, and that's what we're doing today. Because these are the top 30 running back rankings and tiers you must know before you draft. And it starts with our number one overall running back in tier one, Christian McCaffrey, who last year was yet again the best receiving running back. Now, it was Eckler who had the most receptions and targets, but McCaffrey missed some time. CMC was number one in running back efficiency, number one in route participation, and earned an insane 22% target share. He was literally the 49ers wide receiver one and running back one in the 10 full games with them. And in those 10 games as a 49er, he averaged 23 fantasy points, as you can see here, and over 20 total touches per game between his receptions and rush attempts. Now, the number two running back in tier one is Austin Eckler, who ranked first in running back usage last year in terms of his expected fantasy points. And this makes sense because the fella led every single running back with 128 targets and kind of very quietly 68 red zone touches. But these numbers are likely to regress this year as he's an aging running back now 28 years old. And that's not all. But his quarterback, Justin Herbert, who last year on September 15th suffered a chest rib fracture that basically limited him for one to two months. Well, he's now fully healthy, which means more downfield passing with new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore instead of a lot of checkdowns to Eckler. And it's also worth noting that Eckler has stated he wants to see less touches this year to preserve his body. Now, the number three running back still in tier one here is the rookie Bijan Robinson, who's rising for me. He's now risen into tier one, and there's a reason for this. And this might seem a little ridiculous, but it's for this reason right here. Cordell Patterson is expected to miss the rest of the preseason and might actually miss some time in the regular season with a soft tissue injury. And the reason why this matters is because Patterson is due five and a half million dollars against the salary cap this year. That's like the same amount of guaranteed money that Dalvin Cook is getting from the Jets, meaning Patterson, either as a rusher or receiver, was going to be involved. And since Patterson is 32, now dealing with a soft tissue injury, this thing could linger for a while. So because of that, I gave Patterson less usage this year, more to Bijan, which bumps him up to the running back three. And we got to see him get some preseason usage with the first team. He played 12 of 17 snaps at 71% of the snaps. He earned 83% of the running back opportunities, and he looked good. This type of usage would be top five last year. So now let's get to our final running back in tier one, our fourth overall back. And that's the Giants running back, Saquon Barkley. So the bad news for him is he didn't get a multi-year extension, but that's good news for fantasy players because he's now still motivated in a contract year. And now Saquon enters year two of the Brian Dable offense, which was good to him last year. Saquon had a career high in touches, career high in explosive runs, and earned an elite 17% target share last year. Also worth pointing out that he had 57 receptions last year, which is great for a running back, but he actually led all running backs with nine drops. And that stat is not sticky year to year. So there's a real chance that you could see him push toward a 70 catch season. So now we move to tier two and the first running back in tier two is Nick Chubb, who's coming off of his best year in the NFL. And now he has less competition with Kareem Hunt gone in his current competition. Well, that would be the second year player, Jerome Ford, who's getting a lot of hype in camp and the preseason until he got this hamstring injury. And now his status for week one is very much up in the air. And let me just remind you how good Nick Chubb is. He was tied with Aaron Jones as the second graded overall running back only behind Josh Jacobs last year by pro football focus. And more specifically, he was number one in broken tackles in first and explosive run rate last year. And check this out. Last year, he had a career high 13 touchdowns while ranking just 16th in red zone usage. That's going to go up with Kareem Hunt out. So expect another double digit touchdown year. And now our number six running back is Derrick Henry, who last year, despite seeing an injury in 2021 to his foot, well, he came back and he led all the running backs and carries. And check out his receptions right here. He had 33, which was by far a career high. And you might say 33 is not a lot, but for a guy who's going out there and having 300 plus carries a year, yeah, when you're carrying the ball a lot, you can't have more catches. So this was good usage. Now, Henry is getting older, but it just appears that he's still going to see 300 plus touches. That's the plan as he's been rested this preseason. And check out this stat right here that I posted on Twitter. You can follow me there. Despite missing nine games in 2021, Derrick Henry still averages 335 touches per year 
the last four years. And for running backs who see 300 touches, they average a top 10 finish. So Henry might be the safest running back in round two of fantasy. But the running back with maybe the most upside in round two is our number seven running back in tier two. It's Tony Pollard, who look, he just has to rise up your rankings and he definitely is ours since Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott didn't sign with the Cowboys, meaning he has less threats for competition. I mean, based on the camp and preseason reports right now, it's actually Rico Dottle who's winning the running back two job. Malik Davis might not even make the team. Ronald Jones is suspended a few games and Deuce Vaughn has looked good in camp in the preseason, but he's only 170 pounds and nobody that small has ever had any type of success at the running back position week in and week out in the NFL. All of this basically means that Pollard is in line for 60 to 70% of the snaps instead of 50% like last year. And when Pollard plays 60% of the snaps, he averages 22 fantasy points per game. Okay, now we get to tier three and this is where Josh Jacobs comes in, our number eight overall player. I'm pretty surprised that people have Josh Jacobs still outside their top 10 players. He's already basically said that he's going to be reporting to the team before week one. We just don't know if it'll be a day before, a week before, or a month before. But last year, Josh Jacobs led every running back in fantasy points and led all running backs in opportunities. Despite this, he goes in like round three. And check this out. He's coming off of career high receiving game usage between his receptions with 53. His targets as well were up there in the mid 60s. And yeah, now he has a new quarterback, but it's Jimmy Garoppolo and there's no Darren Waller, meaning there's more targets to go around. So now we'll go to the number nine running back. And hey, if you're finding this helpful, hit the subscribe button. It takes two seconds, helps me out. But also for you, it allow you to stay ahead of your buddies, smack them around in fantasy because you'll see all the latest content. Our number nine running back is the rookie Jameer Gibbs, who so far this preseason and in camp has looked really good in pass protection, which is great for a smaller rookie to stay on the field more. Now, Gibbs was a great producer for Alabama in the SEC, one of the toughest spots to earn production as a running back last year. He posted over 900 rushing yards, over 400 receiving yards, 1,370 total yards last year. He has the cheat codes because this dude is an elite pass catcher. Gibbs was top five in receiving usage and efficiency last year. And this is the first round draft order from this NFL draft. Jameer Gibbs was taken with the 12th overall pick in the first round by the Lions. And this is important because running backs who are taken with a top 12 pick finish as a top 20 running back their rookie year 70% of the time. Our number 10 running back, he's moved up the ranks a little bit and it is going to be Joe Mixon, who I remain so far ahead of the market on right now. Look, last year he had the number two role in all of fantasy football in terms of his opportunities and set a career high with 60 catches. And now his main competition from last year, trusted veteran in Samaji Pirine is gone. And Pirine was heavily involved in this offense between his carries and targets 95 carries 51 targets he had over 140 opportunities he was top 20 in running back targets 23 red zone touches now those are all gone and Mixon will soak most of it up because there's just no threat in this backfield right now you have Travion Williams injured in camp and Chris Evans and the rookie Chase Brown are competing for the RB2 job but nobody's standing out and if nobody's standing out for the RB2 job then nobody is going to be threatening Joe Mixon this year honestly Mixon's biggest threat was some of his off-field issues but he was found not guilty of aggravated menacing his number one off-season issue there's still another trial but it's not as severe he's not as involved in it so basically what this is saying that he is ready to play week one that's why he's quietly moving up even more the ranks we continue to stay in tier three with our number 11 running back Ramondre Stevenson hey when Zeke signed there a lot of people pushed him down and now in a lot of drafts Stevenson goes in round four and this is a major mistake as of right now it's being reported that Zeke's role is probably going to be like a 30 percent of the snaps guy see some short yardage situations which is basically a standard backup which means there's upwards of 70 to 75 percent of the snaps for Stevenson to play and this is important because last year Stevenson was a top 10 running back while playing just 60% of the snaps. Now, many people have said that Stevenson's not great in the red zone. Even though it's a smaller sample, we actually got to see him in this preseason look a lot better. It's also worth mentioning that Zeke didn't get the Dalvin Cook money of nearly $6 million guaranteed a year. Look at this. He got just $1.1 million guaranteed, which is the basic backup money. That's like what Deontay Foreman got this offseason. Plain and simple, Ramondre is an elite receiver who can pick up yards after contact. So we're getting close to finishing up tier three here. Our number 12 running back is Najee Harris, who last year was just 52nd in running back efficiency, but we have to call out the injuries. Last year, a month before the season, he gets a Liz Frank sprain, which is a brutal injury. It basically kept 
out for most of the season, Rashad Bateman last year, but he played through it. He wasn't himself. And then in November, he gets another injury with an abdominal strain. Now entering this year, the Pittsburgh Steelers have actually helped Najee Harris in terms of improving the offensive line. They took a first round tackle in Broderick Jones and signed a top 15 guard in Isaac Samalu. Now I can't lie. I'm passing on Najee a lot in this range because I just see way more upside with some of the running backs that we did talk about and are about to talk about, including his own teammate that you can get literally 10 rounds later in Jalen Moore. Our number 13 running back is Jonathan Taylor. And this is a complicated situation as of this recording, because it's a wait and see situation. Taylor got acceptance by the Colts to seek a trade, but the Colts are basically asking for a first round pick back and maybe even more, which a lot of teams aren't going to do. Maybe the Bears and maybe the Dolphins will do this. Now, if he joined the Dolphins or Bears, his ranking would improve because the Dolphins have a fast paced elite running scheme under Mike McDaniel and the Bears are just a run first team. They're going to run a ton of rushing plays this year. But if he stays in Indy, I'm just not a fan because the Colts drafted Anthony Richardson, as you can see here with the fourth overall pick, and he targeted running backs just 5% of the time last year in college and accounted for 31% of their rushing production, including touchdowns that would just crush Taylor's upside. So most likely I'm out on Taylor, unless by the time you're watching this, he was traded to one of those two teams mentioned. And now for our final player in tier three, it is Travis Etienne, who look, he had the second worst success rate in the red zone last year. And his receiving usage for a guy coming out of college as a great receiver was not all that good. He was just 27th in running back route participation. The Jaguars didn't want to use him. There's probably a reason for that. Instead, they went ahead and drafted third round pick Tank Bigsby, who was successful in the red zone last year and was an elite pass catching option at earning targets in college. And now this last point's important because after the draft, coach Doug Peterson said this, he wants to use multiple backs for specific roles this year. Now we head to tier four, where we start off with our number 15 running back. And that is going to be Brees Hall, who's returned from practice. He's cutting hundred percent on his knee and he's ready to go for week one. Meanwhile, his new competition, Dalvin Cook, his status is up in the air, recovering from his shoulder surgery. Now look, plain and simple, Brees Hall has to move down the rankings because of this right here. Dalvin Cook signed and he got $5.8 million guaranteed, which is a significant amount of money in this running back market. But let's not get it twisted because Hall is still the best running back in this backfield. Last year, he led every single running back in juke rate, so his elusiveness and also his yards per touch, nearly seven yards per touch. And everything that we've seen out of camp and out of reports is that he's still the guy for the Jets. Just picture him as the Aaron Jones in this Aaron Rodgers led offense. Aaron Jones has only averaged 59% of the snaps the last four years. But despite not seeing an elite snap share, Aaron Jones has finished as the RB 11, 11, four and three. And Brees Hall is probably a better athlete than Aaron Jones. So even if Cook was to earn 40 to 45% of the snaps, Hall still has a lot of upside to finish as a top 10 or five back. Now, before we get to the running back 16 and the rest of these guys, you need to see this. It is a simple question. Do you want to win your fantasy league this year? Schmack around your buddies and take home the championship? Well, then the fantasy blueprint is for you. The blueprint has all the tools and analysis you need to do just that. Our top 255 rankings, tiers, a whole bunch of stuff in there, including this right here, our full list of 100 plus wide receivers tiered and ranked. This is tier one. You can get this whole list in the blueprint and it's simple to acquire. You just click the link in the description below or scan the QR code on the screen and follow the two quick and simple steps. And now these are those two quick and simple steps you'll see on the big energy website, my website, but look at this right here. It's just $5 for the entire year, weeks one through 17 as well. You'll get tools sent your way to win your weeks and your league. And if you don't make your fantasy playoffs for some reason, injuries, whatever it might be, well, we'll refund hundred percent that $5 making this risk free. So if you want to join the thousands of people already using the blueprint for this year in their drafts and to win their league, scan the QR code or click the link in the description below. Now we move to our running back 16, still in tier four here. And look, it's Kenneth Walker, the Seattle running back, who's currently banged up in camp, but expected at least right now to play week one. Now Walker became the starter in week six last year. And here's what he did the rest of the year. He averaged 16 points on 21 touches per game. He was a top 10 running back. Now I'll be honest with you. I'm lower in my rankings on him right now because the more and more I see Zach Charbonnet in camp in the preseason, this dude looks legit. He's a similar athlete, if not better to Kenneth Walker. And he's a much better pass catcher. Look at this target share right here. He earned nearly 
15% of his team's targets in college, 93rd percentile. That's top 10% of all time. He can catch passes and get on the field in third downs and maybe more. Now, the number 17 running back in tier four is going to be Aaron Jones, the Green Bay Packers running back, who we mentioned earlier. And this dude was still a monster last year. Like we said earlier, he was tied with Nick Chubb as the second best graded PFF runner last year behind only Josh Jacobs. And in 2022, he ranked top three in running back efficiency per touch, saw a career high 72 targets and was fifth in pass blocking. Now the fifth in pass blocking is important because it keeps him on the field in third downs more, which might lead to more targets. And now the Packers this year are expected to run more, use heavy play action with Jordan Love, which obviously is only going to help a guy like Aaron Jones. Even if his touchdowns drop because the offense gets worse under Love, well, that's already accounted for as the running back 17. Now let's keep going here with our running back 18. And the running back 18 takes us to tier five where it's David Montgomery. He signed the second largest running back free agency contract back in March this offseason. Now the third largest with Dalvin Cook signing, meaning that the Lions are incentivized to use him. And now he'll take on the Jamal Williams role last year, which as you can see from the Fantasy Life Red Zone tool, Jamal Williams led the NFL with 45 touches inside the 10 yard line. That was 55% more than any other running back. Joe Mixon had 15 less last year. Montgomery has the size, he has the power, and he also has a very sneaky pass catching skill set. He's going to project for 230 touches this year, and that's important because running backs with at least 220 touches last year averaged a top 20 finish. Now, our number 19 running back is J.K. Dobbins, who's officially off the physically unable to perform list and is in line to play week one. And last year, when he was actually healthy, he was number four in rush efficiency, top 10 in yards per touch, and second in broken tackles. And similar to the Dallas backfield, there's just no running back standing out in the preseason or camp right now. It's actually Gus Edwards. He's missed the last two years with injury. He's getting pushed by Justice Hill. So if there's no clear number two here, there's no clear threat to J.K. Dobbins. Now to the running back 20, and it's Alexander Madison, who, look, the last two years, he's outside the top 50 running backs in yards per touch. His receiving efficiency as a running back has dropped in three straight years, but we have to call out one thing. He's currently the starting running back in a team that threw the ball a ton last year and ranked seventh in total plays per game. They just ran a bunch of plays, meaning he should see a decent amount of opportunities. But I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty worried about his backup running back, Ty Chandler, who's explosive, and Madison ranks dead last in explosiveness the last two years amongst every single running back. So I'm a little bit hesitant to take Madison where he goes. I like some other guys around him right now, and I target Chandler with my last pick. Now, this next guy is completely different than Madison because James Cook is extremely explosive. Led every single running back last year in explosive run rate, and right now in his audition, if you will, in the preseason as the Bills starting running back, he's passing with flying colors. One of the biggest questions for Cook as a smaller running back, just around 200 pounds, is can he pass protect, especially when you have a guy like Josh Allen back there? And look at this. He picks up the pass protection right there pretty beautifully, saves Josh Allen from getting a free rusher up the middle. And if he pass protects, he'll be a three down back. I like sharing this recent quote from the Bills athletic writer because he basically says, look, he's by far and away their top guy right now. I'd say he's going to be on the field at least 55% of the snaps. At least 55% probably means more likely 65 to 70%. And that's where you can start seeing a top 10 finish for James Cook. Now my running back 22 in tier five is Miles Sanders. And I'll be honest with you, he's dropping for me slightly and even more lately because of this groin injury is a concern. We don't know if he'll be ready week one. And in the preseason, the Panthers offensive line has been the worst when the starters are in the game. Bryce Young is getting destroyed out there and there's no running lane. And that's a concern because last year, Miles Sanders ran behind the number one offensive line. And this is where he ranked 88th in expected points added his efficiency as a running back. That's a major concern, especially now behind a worse offensive line and maybe even a far worse offensive line. So I do like that he's connected to Deuce Staley, his running back coach, his first two years with the Eagles where he had success. But this groin injury is a lot more of a concern than they're leading it on to be. That takes us to our number 23 running back in tier five. And it's Damian Pierce, who look, he continues to play behind a bottom 10 offensive line pretty easily in the Houston Texans. And now he has more competition with Devin Singletary there. And a lot of people just laugh at Singletary because he's not the fastest player or flashiest player in the world, but he's averaged a thousand yards each of his first four years. Coaches trust this guy and he's much more of an efficient pass catcher than Pierce was last.
last year. And speaking of last year, Pierce had the sixth best opportunity share. He was commanding the touches in his backfield, but only finished as the running back 20 and now has more competition in Devin Singletary. So I'm a little bit out on Pierce at his ADP. This next guy is pretty interesting. I think he has more upside in Rashad White because as a rookie last year, competing with Leonard Fournette, he was still top 10 in running back receptions. And White's efficiency as the year went on only improved the common trend we see from breakout running backs after their rookie year. He saw 35% more yards per touch his final eight games and in two career starts averaged 107 yards. And right now, as it stands, he has no competition. I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn and Chase Edmonds are trying to compete for the running back two job. People are getting excited about undrafted running back who was supposed to be drafted, but had some medical issues in Sean Tucker, but he might not even make the team. So as of right now, I'm in on Rashad White because there's a little bit more upside if you find yourself in that range of the draft. And that takes us to tier six, my number 25 running back Cam Akers, who look, he only has one threat in this backfield and it's Kyron Williams because he can catch passes on third down, but we didn't see it last year or in the preseason this year. Look, we've only seen good stuff from Akers this camp and preseason. He was rested with all the clear starters. And if anything, the offensive line can only get better this year. And just to keep in mind, it's fun to point out that over his final six games last year, he was the running back four in fantasy. And now he gets back Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, which should only make this offense more efficient, more plays run each drive and potentially more touchdowns for Akers. Now let's move to my number 26 running back who I'm kind of excited about. And that's the veteran Alvin Kamara, who look, he got only three games of a suspension instead of four to six, like many people believed. So now he's moving up my rankings. He's my number 26 running backs, but he goes outside the top 30 still, despite last year still finishing as a top 13 back. And he was a top 13 back despite not being a great rusher, still a solid receiver and only scoring four touchdowns. If he sees his average touchdowns of like seven or eight, once again, he was a top eight running back. Now his biggest competition is not actually Jamal Williams. He's not all that great. Yeah, he could score one yard touchdowns for the Lions last year. I'm not impressed, but it's actually third round pick Kendra Miller, who in the preseason showed a nice reception. So just some nice pass protection. He's maybe a threat, but Miller is no comparison in the receiving game. It's still Kamara who last year, despite being a little bit older now, is still sixth in running back efficiency as a receiver and second in usage. My 27 running back is another veteran discussed earlier. It's Dalvin Cook. And look, this is a complicated situation because we're still waiting for him to recover from shoulder surgery. His week one status is up in the air. And now he did get paid a lot of money, $7 million base salary, almost $6 million guaranteed. But that's probably because of this right here. Aaron Rodgers took a $35 million pay cut and he wanted Dalvin Cook. So it's kind of like a negotiation. Hey, I'll take this pay cut, but you got to go get Dalvin Cook. I trust him. But make no mistake about it. Like we said earlier, Brees Hall was the number one running back in yards per touch. Last year, Dalvin Cook just 27th and he was actually outside the top 100 running backs in overall efficiency. That's bad. But that $7 million base salary, whether it was because of Aaron Rodgers or not, will keep him involved for probably around 40% of the snaps. So as I said, Brees Hall's the Aaron Jones in this offense. Think of Dalvin Cook as like the AJ Dillon, which makes him a fine option around the running back 30. We stick in tier six here and it's our number 28 running back, James Conner, who look, this guy's been a top 10 running back since 2020 and he was great last year. Over his final seven games, he averaged 20 fantasy points on over 21 touches per game. Now this production was impressive because the Cardinals ranked 27th in offense during that time. So people will say, oh, the Cardinals are gonna have a bad offense this year. Yeah, well, who cares? He did it last year. And it is gonna be bad in Arizona. They're projected to win the fewest games, just four and a half games this year. But if they're gonna be trailing a lot, maybe even more targets for James Conner as he doesn't have any real competition. Now our number 29 running back is a guy I'm below market on. I see the appeal to a guy like DeAndre Swift. I'm just not there. Now the reports think that Swift is probably gonna get the first carry this season, but it's still gonna be a split backfield. Because as of right now, Kenneth Gamow is getting the two-minute drill work and the third down passing usage, which takes a big chunk away from what Swift can do. But DeAndre Swift was still great last year. He's efficient. Second in yards per touch, averaging over six yards per touch. The problem was just injuries and the Lions were just getting tired of the fact that his mentality wasn't in football is what some anonymous sources have said. Now, the good news for Swift is he's actually been rested in one of these preseason games taken out early, unlike Rashad Penny, who's been working with the third team offense. But he still has to deal with potentially Penny if he makes the team gain well. And oh yeah, Jalen Hurts mobile upside. Now, the number 30 running back in tier six is Javante Williams, who look, he got some 
some preseason run, and he looked pretty good. According to Pro Football Focus, the first team offense in Javante's first preseason game played 23 snaps. Javante earned 13 of these, about 55-57% of the snaps, and he saw five targets on just eight routes run. Now, it's easy to get excited because we saw Javante out there. He's returned from this injury so fast, but this doesn't mean he's 100% healthy. Because the expectation is still a split backfield with the veteran Samaji P. Ryan, who coaches trust, because Javante's coming off of three different injuries. An LCL, a PLC, the corner of your knee that holds it up, and also an ACL. So even if he's back right now, his cutting and his dynamic ability is not 100%. And P. Ryan is a trusted pass catcher. Last year, he was top 15 in receiving efficiency amongst running backs. He was 15th overall. And oh yeah, he saw this role in the preseason game. Samaji was used on third downs in that game, which takes away a lot of upside for Javante Williams and likely limits his snaps. So these are the top 30 running backs ranked in tiers that you need to know before you draft. But if you want to see the top 10 must-have running backs, just in terms of all points of the draft, the best values, the best bang for your bucks, these are the must-haves. Well, check out this video right here. And if you're somebody who made it to the end, make sure you have that subscribe button hit because I'm going to help you win your fantasy leagues this season.